please be seated. Thank you. I, uh, in my country, Nigeria, where I came from, it's commonly accepted that Archbishop Idahosa, uh, in the United States, they say Idahosa. No, no, no. It's Idahosa. <laughs> but he's regarded as the father of the Pentecostal movement in Nigeria. Still accepted. All the big preachers today in Nigeria, they look to him. I was saved at the time, you know, his movement was going on. And it was beautiful. And just beginning, a lot of miracles, a lot of strange things God was doing. It seems like when God begins to do something new, you don't want to cross it. You pay a serious price. There were serious things going on. And right there with him is the bishop we have today. He was uh, the pastor of the church where I got saved. Uh, pastor of a church. The same uh, denomination where I got saved and was doing a fantastic job. And uh, I was attending schooling right before I left for the United States. And so it's so good to have Bishop Ojete with us this morning the second time. Would you please put your hands together for God and welcome the bishop to come and share with us this morning. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Goodluck, the son of uh, Okotiebo, and the First Lady, Pastor Angela. Thank you. And all the others, pastors, and uh, the beautiful choir, beautiful music, beautiful instrumentation, beautiful. I love music. I'm glad to be in your midst today. Uh, I was here last year by the grace of God. But uh, Dr. Philly, um, good Lord wasn't here when I came last year. So it was the wife that introduced me. I'm glad to be here today. I bring you greetings all the way from the United States of Nigeria. And God is faithful. Well, we have 39, 33, 36 days, so I call it United States of Nigeria. It's good to be in your midst and I thank God for the love that is being displayed here. And uh, with the Ebola, I say you don't shake hands, but I saw you guys shaking hands here this morning. That shows Ebola is not in this place. Amen. Well, um, I'll be speaking of what I call this morning, love is the greatest. Love. And I'm taking my text from Ruth, Ruth chapter number 1, and I'm going to read verse number uh, 7 to 18. I don't know if there's someone that can read for me, uh, Ruth. Chapter number 1, verse number 7 to 18. Anyone that can read that for us, please? Luke 1. But if not, I can read from here too. Luke chapter number 1, verse number 7 to 18. Ruth. Ruth. Ruth is in the Old Testament. Well, if you're not going to read, I'm going to read from here, from drug number 7. And it right does. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and had two daughters-in-laws with her. And they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. 
And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord did kindly with you as he have dealt with the dead and with me. Number nine, the Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb, that I may be your, that may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have an husband. And if I should say, I have hope, if I should have an husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, will you tarry for them till they were grown? Will you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes. That the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Ophah kissed her mother-in-law. But Ruth cleaved unto her. Number 15. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from falling after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people. And thy God, my God, where thou diest, I will I die. And there will be I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. Number eight, the last, 18, the last verse I would like to read. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. Father, we thank you. Let your word come forth today to bless, to heal, to inspire, to equip. That it's ones, these words will remain indelible in their hearts to make them run this race successfully to your own glory. At the end, you shall say, well done. We thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And the church shall say, Amen. I said I'm speaking of what I call this morning, love is the greatest. It's a four-letter word, L-O-V-E, love. Now, true and genuine love is known and tested in the face of challenges and difficulties. It has the capacity and ability to stand the test of time. The love exhibited by Ruth is the evidence of true and real love. She sacrificed her youth, future, wifehood, motherhood, and life for nothing, not expecting anything in return. The word love has been grossly abused and misused today. They love cars, dresses, food, shoes, house, and many other things. But we're going to look at three words. The Greek word for love. The first one is philos, a friendly bond, love between friends, strong bond existing between people who share same belief, culture, and value. 
that is philo, from the Greek word. And eros, you have the romantic love. It is a type that exists between people of opposite sex or husband and wife. But the one we're going to be considering today, which is the real love, is the agape love. It is unconditional. God love. It is the love that exists regardless life situations, circumstances, and challenges. It is selfless love that cares, shares, gives, protects, and promotes others can stand the test of time. This love is the highest form of love among the three because it is a God kind of love. It reaches out to both friends and foes. It doesn't discriminate love. Love that can not perform and do the following is not love and cannot endure. From the account we read from, Elimelech traveled to a strange land. More things weren't good, like people do today. People relocate because of economic situation or persecution or wars. And this was what happened in the case of Elimelech and his wife, Naomi. They traveled to a hidden country, Moab, and they were there for many years. In the period of time, the three sons married, I mean the two sons married. One married Ruth, and the other one married Orphan. With time, the man died in a strange land. With time, the two sons died in a strange land. After some time, things begin to do you know, good life came back to the land of Judah, where they left originally, looking for greener pasture. Many people do that today. Awful time is not greener there. But the Bible says when she heard that God visited his people, decided to return back. Meanwhile, her husband was dead, and the two sons were dead. Left with the two daughters in laws, Orphan and Ruth. And they decided to go with their mother-in-law. But she told them, my daughters, don't go with me. You are too young. There is no future for you over there. Stay here in your country. Remarry. Have your children. Have your homes. And they wept. And they said, we are not going back. She persuaded them. Often decided to go back. But Ruth said, I'm not going back. Where you go, I will go. Your people shall be my people. Your God shall be my God. Where you die, there I will die. That love is not the Philo's love. That love is not the Eros love. It is the Agape love. If you look at this young girl, a young girl, a young wife, who was now a widow at that tender age. It's a state that you don't need to go through to be a widow or a widower. It's not good. I went through that about 42 years ago. My first wife died in childbearing. That my son now is now about 42 years old. He's a father today. But what am I saying? It's a painful thing to live that kind of life. And this was a life that Ruth was living. 
and she decided to go with her mother-in-law. A life without a future for her. Because the woman told her, I don't have other sons to marry you. If I marry to do to have children, can you wait? At the time those children will grow up, you become a grandmother. Go back. But Ruth refused to go back. Love. The kind of love the world gives is the love that they hope to get something from you. The kind of love the world gives, the rose or the filu, is the one that, yes, when I do this for you, you're going to reciprocate my gesture. But the agape love is unconditional. You don't give to expect more. And so we don't consider some of these few points we have listed down here. Love gives. Love is a giver. The capacity to meet the needs of others. In John 3, 16, the Bible says, God so what? Loved. What happened? He gave. Therefore, love is a giver. A love that receives only and doesn't give is no love. It is the word of love. It is the word of the love of the world. They want to get from you. The moment they don't get from you, they are bad on you. Politicians do that where they need your vote. They come to you. They can't even come and play with you and wash your dishes for you. But the moment you put them in power, when you call and say, hello, who is it? Oh, it's Joe. Uh-huh. What can I do for you? Say, ah, it's me. You don't remember me again? He say, I'm sorry. I'm busy. They can't even change their number. And that kind of love is no love. Love that receives only and doesn't give is no love. The Bible says, God so what? Love. What did he do? He gave. You can write it down. Romans chapter number three, uh, 5, verse number 8. Romans 5, 8. It talks about also giving. The Bible says, while we're yet in sin, God did what? He commended his love towards us. Not because we're righteous. So love does not look at your past. Love does not look at who you are, your class. Your color, your status, your background, your wealth. Love doesn't consider all those things. Those are secondary. The Bible says, while we were yet in sin, what did God do? He commended his love towards us. What did he do? He loved us. I always tell people, I said, if God is not a faithful God and a good God, this boy here called John wouldn't be here. It is the love of God that brought me here. By the grace of God, I don't know if I told you, doctor, uh, next month by 16, I'll be 70 by the grace of God. And God has kept me all these years. If God had not kept me, I don't think I'd be here today. Because at my early age, I was on a very sharp path, a dirty path, an ugly path. But it took the grace of God to bring me back. And for about 48 years now, I've been talking about the love of Jesus Christ. Because God did what? He loved first. So love is a giver. Look at someone say love gives. If love that receives. I see a lot of people say we are in love. They are not in love. Often time they love you because you have something to give to them. At times it's your body they love. Not that they really love you. At times it's your pocket they love. Your back account is what they love. 
At times, it's just the, the fame. You are from a big family. See, he's my friend. Jimmy is my friend. You know what? He's the son of the president. That's what they love. The moment you are no more there tomorrow, they don't love you. And so that is no love. Agape love gives. Agape love does not only receive. What does it do? It gives. Number two, love sacrifice. You can see the life of Ruth. She sacrificed what? Her future. She sacrificed what? Her comfort. She sacrificed everything. Leaving her home, her country, to a strange land. Following who? An old mother-in-law who is about to die. And she followed her. That shows love. So love does what? Sacrifice. You say, well, I can't do that. I don't have the time. You know, I can't, I can't go to Bible study. I'm so tired. Love sacrifice. It's sacrifice. It's not convenient. But what? You sacrifice. That is why it's called sacrifice. It's not very comfortable, but it's what? Sacrifice. And that's what Jesus did. One of my songs in my record, say, it is love that brought him down. Love brought him down. He had everything. The son of the most high God. The prince of peace, the king of kings, left his throne and came to planet earth. What brought him? Love. Love. So, love sacrifice. Love that does not sacrifice, don't love. Your ability to give up something to others, in others, to help someone. That is love. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 15, I mean, chapter number 13, verse 5, you see, the Bible was talking that love does not seek its own. The love that is self-centered, the love that is selfish, is not love. It's all about you, not others. All about me, me, ego, myself, me first. That is no love. The Bible says love gives to others. So, there must be what? Sacrifice. Ephesians, you can write that down too. Ephesians chapter number 5, verse 2. I would like to read this one. Someone can read for us Ephesians chapter number two, 5, verse 2. Ephesians. So, love sacrifice. Ephesians chapter number 5, verse 2. I can see that there. And he say, and walk in what? Walk in what? As Christ also had done what? Loved us. And what did he do? And has given himself for who? As what? An offering. He gave. He gave. Not about him. He was concerned about you and I. Love, sacrifice. You know, there's one story we used to you know, tell in those days. A man was in love with a young, beautiful lady. He said, he, said, uh, uh, he called her, call her name. He said, look. You know, I'm coming to visit you tonight if there is no rain. In other words, if the rain falls, he will not uh, go. Does he really love her? No. Love, rain will not stop you from going to meet the one you love. <laughs> I say people give reasons. I have told people, at the time I'm going to church, if my car mess up, I will trek. 
I will leave the car. Someone want to fix the car. Forget about the car. You're going to meet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You're coming to worship him. Car is not primary. It's secondary. So if your car mess up, look for a car. Or if it requires trekking, you trek. You know what, doctor? Good luck. At time, I ride motorbike, Okada, back in Nigeria. I ride motorbike. I rode motorbike many, many years ago in the 70s. But now, with my sister, not many would do that. Some people say, well, ride a motorbike? What? That is degrading. Me, I can't do that. It's pride. <laughs> Trek! Say, well, I didn't iron my clothes. This, my friend, put it on. Nobody, yeah, you're coming to show your clothes in the church. Put it on. What is the glory about it just to cover your nakedness? So you leave that and go to church. So anything that stands between you and God, get rid of it. So love does what? Sacrifice. The Bible says he gave. He died for us. Number three, love does not discriminate. And that is why it's unconditional. Love that discriminates. Mm, I don't like that guy. Does he have a car? Where does he live? What is his degree? What is his background? By the time you need to go into all those things, that is no love. When you love somebody, regardless of the background of who he is or she is, not about him. And that is why I see some people, when they want to look for his bride or they want to look for him, they don't, they don't go show up that they have cars. Some people borrow car to go and propose to a girl. They just lie. And that is what the world likes. They want somebody to say, well, he's got a car. He drives in a Cadillac, a Mercedes Benz. And he borrowed it. He doesn't belong to him. It's his friend's car. He put on a beautiful shoe, beautiful suit. He borrowed it. It's not his own. He's the one who proved to the girl, said, well, man, he's a rich guy. I love him. He loves you because of those riches, the car and the dress. And by the time you now discover he has nothing, do you feel bad? Yes. It's not love. He has cheated you. And he tells you, I love you, Angela. I love you, Angela. It's not this Angela. <laughs> I have seen many. And that is why, be careful. They say the more you look, the less you see. Over time, people just blow you away and say, wow. And they take you to a very expensive hotel, restaurant. And say, what? He's got money. He's got no money. He just wants to impress you. So, love that is based on discrimination, based on your class or what you have, is not what? Love. Love somebody just the way they are. Not what they are, but whom? Just by whom they are. Not what they are. The name. The fame. Oh. Just one soul. Be great is my friend. We had lunch yesterday. You know, high standard words. I said, you may be greasy friends. Yeah, it's my friend. We had lunch at a five-star hotel in New York, Washington, D.C. He said, wow, you beat I said, yes. It's lying. So, love does not what? Discriminate. 
Love that discriminates is not good. When you discriminate, you are unfair. When you discriminate, you treat people and group of people differently. That's what the Bible says in James. When some come because they are gorgeously dressed, hey, please come and sit in here. And we see the other one with just a t-shirt and a, a, a bathroom sleep. I say, well, uh, you, can, you can stand there or sit down in that corner over there. That's discrimination. In Christ, the agape love, not what you put on, but what is inside of you. Jesus that you are carrying. It's not the shoes. These are nothing. Because the Bible says in Timothy that we brought nothing to this world and we're taking nothing out. The rich and powerful today, when they die, none of them will be better with their aircrafts. Some have three aircrafts, helicopter, a, 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 you know, a yacht, and they have many things. Will you bury them with everything? The answer is what? No. They will only wear one shoe, one suit. Nothing more. And a few days time, my God will feed on that body. But the real man is gone. The real man is gone to where he came from. And so, ladies and gentlemen, when you live your life as a child of God, and you discriminate and judge people by their colors, their status in the society, their position, that is not the love of God. It is the love of the world. Or what the Greek man may say is the filial love or the eros love. But the agape love, it doesn't care where you come from. It doesn't care your color. It does not look at you based on how you look like. Whether you are short, whether you're fat, whether you're tall, whether you are whatever, it doesn't go by that. So love does not what? Discriminate. The love that discriminates is not the love of God. Galatians chapter number 3 Verse 28. Galatians 3, 28. Do we have it there? Galatians 3, 28. And Colossians chapter number 3, verse 11. You can write it down. Galatians says, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bound or free. There is neither male or female. For ye are all one in what? In Christ. Not your tribe. Not your color. I remember. 1987, I came with my wife to the United States on a visit. By the grace of God, I've been coming to this country for about 40 years now. I've been visiting. And I love my country. Some have said, why don't you stay in America? I said, no. I prefer staying in my country. God didn't make me stay for putting me there in Nigeria. I visited this country with my wife, 1987. And we were to visit a friend. I've not met him before, but a friend of mine gave me his name and invited me. I don't know him, Hancock. And I came to Dallas, we were in Dallas, and I told my friend that I stayed with him, we were together in Bible school, 1972. I said, I'm going to visit South Victoria, South Victoria, Texas. We were to ride a Greyhound bus. And we were to arrive there at about 3 a.m. in the morning. And then my friend, Reverend Omorua, 
He's still in Dallas. He said, you mean you're going to arrive there at 3 a.m.? I said, yes. He said, the guy you're going to meet, is he white or black? I said, I don't know. We've never met before. He said, well, I'm asking you because if he's a white guy, he wouldn't come out at 3 a.m. to come and pick you up at the bus station. I said, but I've not met him. But his name is Hancock. And it sounds, the accent sounds white. I don't know. You know, the blacks and white, they sound alike, you know. I said, I don't know. He said, well, I'm sure he should be a black guy. That's why he's coming to pick you at the bus station. I said, well, I don't know. And then I left. We traveled and we arrived there. So when I got there, based on what he told me, I was now looking for a black guy. <laughs> because he said a white guy would not come out at that time to pick you up. But I was looking for a black guy. I didn't see any black guy. Until I saw this white guy came. He said, are you Brother John? I said, yes. And this is my wife. I said, come on. I looked at my wife. I didn't see anything. He picked us. He didn't take us to the hotel. He took us to his house. The days we spent there, we were in his house. Ate his food, drank his water. We were together. He gave me one little car. He said, Brother John, in case you want to move around, use that car. A white guy. Not Philo love, not Eros love, but what? Agape love. And when I got back, my friend said, was he a white guy? I said, he's a white guy. (laughs) My friend, love does not what? Discriminate. You don't look. It's not the color. The Bible said the same God. The blood of a black man can save a white man. And the blood of a white man can save a black man. The kidney of... You see, God created us one. It's just the color. Like you have white goats and black goats. They are goats. Do you see a black goat different from a white goat? The color is different. They be me. The same goat. So, love does not what? Discriminate. Number four. Love cares. Number four. Love cares. Do things to keep someone in great good health and comfortable. Ruth, chapter number 2, verse 2. Luke, chapter number 10, because of time. Luke, chapter number 10, verse 33 to 34. Love cares. Every time Pastor Angela comes to Nigeria with some of you folks, you travel to Nigeria to, to give medicines and give free treatment to people. That is what care. What is moving you? Are you doing that to get money? No. Are you doing that to get name? No. Are you doing that to be important? No. It's what is called L-O-V-E love. You care for them. Love does what? Cares. Love that doesn't care is not love. Some folks, you see some husbands, they don't care for their wives and children. And that's why I see some children today, they have no father. Runaway fathers. They just produce them and they leave. Love cares. And so if you don't care, you are not, you don't have love. And that was what Ruth did. 
Ruth cared for the mother-in-law. It was care that drove her to care for the mother-in-law. Love. She looked at this old woman. No sons, no husband, nobody. She felt she can do something to keep her happy, to give her a future, to make her comfortable. Time would permit me. You know, Ruth did a lot of things. Even when they got back to Judah, Ruth was working to feed the mother-in-law. You understand what I'm saying now? And when she eventually got a man from her kindred, the Bible said the women, when they give, they call him, you know, Obed. He said, now, God has given you that this your daughter-in-law who love you is more than seven sons. More. So love that doesn't care. I see some people, he says, she's my wife. You don't care for your wife. My friend, you must care for her. I'm trying my best. Your best is not enough. You have to care. There's one professor now, Chino uh, Achebe or so, who is now, I think some wheelchair or so. The wife, you see, all the time, when you say you love and your spouse, your husband or your wife going through challenges, you are not there. You don't love her. You don't love him. When you love somebody, you'll be there for the person. No matter what it is. Don't say, well, I'm busy. I am busy. My friend, your busy has nothing to do with caring for the one you love. You must discard that busyness. You say, well, I'm trying to make some money to feed them. My friend, if you make money to feed and the person you want to feed is dead, will you still feed the person? Be there for the person. Love does what? Cares. It cares. You care for them. They're concerned about their welfare, their joy. Things that make them happy, give it to them. So love cares. You can write it down because of time, because I don't intend to keep you waiting too much. Ruth chapter number 2, verse 2, and then, I mean, Ruth 2, 2, and then Luke chapter number 10, verse 33 and 34. Can you please highlight that for me? Luke chapter number 10, 33, 34. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. That is the story of the good Samaritan. The Bible says, the Levite came. He saw this wounded man. What did he do? If it would be this 21st century, he would have used his camera to take the picture. You know a lot of people, they do that. Oh, wow, what is happening? They won't have the job of taking pictures. They have left it, left, the Levite passed. And the priest came. The priest also what? Passed. But the good Samaritan, no name, a good Samaritan. He came. He packed his cart, carried this man, gave him first aid. The Bible says, poured wine, you know, wine is, a, is an antibiotic kind of thing, you know. Put some. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a doctor. So, but I understand this strong drink. You know, it has some power to, you know, prevent uh, bacteria and all those things. Clean him up, and t- after the first aid, took him to a hospital. Say, look, take off this man. Is he your relation? Say, no. What is his name? I don't even know him. I met him on the way. Treat him. Here's the money. On my way back from Chicago, I will stop by to pay the bill. A good Samaritan. He cared. He was not in a hurry. But today, 
Even brothers in the same church. Please, Jimmy, please, can you pick me up? Oh, I can't do that. I'm going somewhere. I'm going, I cannot, I can't pick. My friend, care for somebody else. Not about you alone. Make time to care for others. Love does what? Cares. Number five. Love is steadfast. Love is what? Steadfast. Very devoted and loyal to a person. Remain unchanged. John chapter number 13 verse 1. Show that for me. You see, the love that is inconsistent is no love. You are there today, tomorrow you are not there. Love is steadfast. John 13 verse 1. Can you please highlight that for me? John 31. It talks about Jesus Christ. Yes. Can we get it please? I'm waiting. Therefore, 1, verse 1, not 31, 13, 1. Chapter 13, verse number 1. Not number 2. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hours come, that he should depart out of this world, Unto the Father, having what? Loved. His own which were in the world. He loved them to where? To the end. To the end. Not halfway. To the end. Is he good? You see, a lot of doctor in the altar people say, will you marry Paulina? I say, yes, I do. In health, yes, I do. In sickness, I do. In poverty, I do. But oftentimes, when there's poverty, say, I don't want to stay here anymore. The Bible says, Agape love lost what? To the end. We see cases of divorce today. They don't love to the end. They tell you, we are no more compatible. They look for some big grammar and say, we are incompatible. Love does not say we are incompatible. You can work it out. I called a young man yesterday. He was born a few years ago in Nigeria. He lives here in Nigeria, in America now. Last year he told me, I'm married, sir. He was a little boy when he, when he left, you know, when I knew. He was born. Not as old as my son. He's about 30-something. He was born when I got to Lagos. But he's not married. He's in, he's in Georgia. Last year, oh, daddy, you are in America. I said, yes. Then yesterday, I said, let me call this boy. And do you know what? When I called him, I would say, hi, it's your wife. I said, what? He said, where's I? I said, is your wife in? He said, um, I'm sorry, sir. We're in the middle of divorce now. I said, what? Divorce? I said, that's not an option. That is what? It's not an option. That shouldn't be on the table at all. As children of God, when there's agape, Divorce should be an option. It shouldn't. I said, come, young man, do you know what you are saying? Divorce? Say yes. How many kids? Say one. You are just 30 something, maybe 33 or so. And you are divorcing. I say, look, me and my fine girl, I call her fine girl. I say, we've been on it for over 40 years. They say, daddy, I know that. I said, you mean you can't fix it? Then another phone call. I think that's when you called me yesterday or so. I said, well, I can't continue now. I will call you back. 
But what am I saying? When there is love, we have our faults. You are not married to an angel. You are married to somebody called man. And you are married to somebody called woman. Not an angel. We have our mistakes. We have our weakness. We have our flaws. But the ability to manage those challenges. I don't like the way she talks to me. I am the boss. My friend, the way you talk to, does she like it? Try to balance it. Love is give and take. You don't stick when you remain rigid. No, love is flexible. I tell people, my wife sent me on an error. Darling, please give me water to drink. At last in the night, 11 o'clock, please can you give me so so and so? I will stand up and go and do it. Bishop, yes. That is bishop. Now it's husband and wife. The bishop is a title, but we are husband and wife. Hello? It's not the same. Do you know who I am? Who are you? <laughs> you know, some people just, I am so so and so, my friend. That's good. It's good. You are so so and so. So, but. All the time when it comes to you and your wife, you are one. The Bible says, for this side, a man leave the father and do what? Cleave. And they become one. In God mathematics, one plus one, it gives you one. But like the school that Dr. Goodlaw went to, one plus one gives you what? Two. So, we must, if we are to succeed and really live this life, we must adhere meticulously to the word of God. That's it. All the time, pure, we theorize it. We just read the Bible. We read it like literature and love it. We don't bother. My friend, it's bother. That's practical. The Bible says love in words. Not in words, but in deed. Not in words. Oh, Pauline, I love you. Oh, you, I love you. I, I can't do without you. My friend, when the chiefs are done, say, well, I'm sorry. I, can't, I, I don't think I can continue anymore. That is no love. Love endures unto the end. That is number five. It's steadfast. Number six. Love obeys. Doing what someone else tells you to do. John chapter number 14 verse 15. Jesus said, if you love me, do what? Keep my commandments. When you live in disobedience, you don't love the person. The person you love, you don't want to hurt the person or offend the person. I wouldn't continue. Go to number seven or number seven. Love obey. So, do you obey your husband? Do you obey your wife? There are times your wife tells you that you obey. Listen. Don't say, whom I am. You know whom I am. You are one. Number seven. Love does not hate. Love that claims to, somebody that claims to love and you have hatred in you, you don't have love. Because love does not hate. A very strong feeling of dislike. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 9 through 11. I would like to read this one. 1 John chapter number 2, epistle of John, chapter number 2, verse 9 through 11. Hello? Are you there? Good. When 2 John, epistle, not St. John, 1 John. 1 John, epistle of John, please. Not John. I'm not talking of the rulers. Yeah, that's it. He that said he is in the light and hated his brother is in what? In darkness. Even until now. I don't care whether we are in the ark of the Lord, ark of 
ark of God fellowship. And if you, love, if you hate, you are in darkness. You know some folk that are in the same church. They hate one another. I don't like that sister. Sister Christie, I hate her God. My friend, why will you say you hate? The Bible says don't say that about your sister. Is there anybody that calls his brother or sister a fool? He says be in danger of the judgment. You don't use vulgar against one another. The Bible says, let your word be seasoned with salt. When you talk about somebody else, don't say bad thing about that person. And so the Bible says, he who hates is in darkness, even until what? Now. Yes, the other verse. Verse number 10. He that loveth his brother, loveth his sister, abided in light. And there is no occasion of stumbling in him. Number 11. But he that hated his brother is in darkness. And walking in darkness. And knowing not whither he goeth. Because that darkness had blinded his eyes. Go ahead. Number 12. Number 12. I write you little children. Because... You have sinned and forgive. Okay, that's it. So, when you don't love, when you hate, you are in what? In darkness. A true child of God shouldn't hate. You shouldn't say you hate a human being like you. They are humans like you. Either because of class distinction or office or position or color or tribe or whatever it is, that is secondary. First and foremost, we are all what? Human beings. The Bible says he will live. In him we move. In him we have our being. The same God. The same God. God didn't create two Adams. He created how many Adams? One. And how many Eves? One. And they became the very beginning of human race. They started planet Earth. So for you to say I hate somebody, it's not of God. Love does not what? Hate. Number, number eight. And I believe that is the last one. Love does not kill. A lot of people kill. Say, oh, I don't kill. I've never killed before. When you say things against somebody and bring them down, you are killing such people. It doesn't mean you use a gun or a knife or any object. No. You can kill people by saying things to downgrade them and debase them. You can kill people by taking things from them through falsehood. That's killing them. Some have lied and cheated people and take their money. And you see some people commit suicide because of what someone has done to them. You kill people. It's not by using guns. I've never killed before. God forbid, bad thing. My friend, you have killed when you kill. Some, they kill with their mouth. Have you ever seen where a woman would talk to the husband and say, Do you call yourself a man? Look at you. People are saying they are men. You say you're a man too. You are not a man. I just made a mistake for agreeing to marry you. You are not fit to live. Look at your friends. You say you're a man. You don't have this. You don't have. Some have used their mouth to run that they are man only for them to go and commit suicide. You know there are ways you talk to people and you make them to commit suicide. You have killed. So love does not what kill. Love that starts from the back is no love. We just say some few scriptures. Love does not what kill. Romans chapter number 13, verse 8 through 10. Please, can you highlight that for me? Romans 8, 
13, 1, 3, and then verse 8 through 10. Romans. Romans. One of my friends will call the book of Romans romantic. He said, he said I, love the, I love the book of Romans because it's the book of romance. Oh, no man anything but to love one another. He that loveth another had what? Fulfilled the law. Go ahead. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not be a false witness, thou shalt not covet, and if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Go ahead. Love walketh no ill to his neighbor. Love, therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. If I love Dr. Goodluck, I will not begin to eye his wife. Because I love him. If I love Dr. Goodluck, I will not steal from him. The Bible says, the people you love, you don't hurt them. The people you love, you don't kill them. You don't take from them. You don't cheat them. Love does not do harm. And so, the Bible says, all the law is comprehending one word. Love. L-O-V-E. Love. If you love, you will not covet. If you love, you will not hate. If you love, you will not despise. If you love, you will not be rude and crude to others. If you love, you will not fight. Love is a fulfillment of the law. Do you love? Ruth loved. In conclusion, love inspired prepared and motivated Ruth to perform all she did. Love empowered her to be there for the mother-in-law. Ruth chapter number 4 verse 15. I would like to read this one. Luke 4 15. I would like to read this one. Please. Yes. It says, And he shall be unto thee a restorer of the life. And a nourisher of thy old age. For thy daughter-in-law, which what? Loveth thee. Which what? Loveth thee. Ophrah went back. Mother-in-law, oh, I can't get, but well, I have to go back. After I'm going to meet Jimmy. Jimmy is waiting for me. He went, she went back. But Ruth said, for me? No, I'm not going back. Where you go, I will go. I will be buried where you are buried. The one I love will say, your God shall be my God. Love visit. Do you? You see, you, some of you can't even share your love of Jesus with your neighbors. Love will make you to tell your next door neighbor, Jesus loves you. How many of you have preached to your next door neighbor before? You've done that? That's good. You know, some people, they live in the same, in the same house, the same, the same block. They don't even greet. They just pass. They don't greet. But when you love, whether you know them or not, good morning. You see, it doesn't take anything from you. Love. Love somebody around you. Love your desert. Paul? Yes, daddy. 
Look, I don't want you to go to that neighbor. Avoid them. They are evil. Love does not see evil. When you bring evil to love, love will kill evil. It kills. And so, love made Ruth to care for her mother-in-law in that old day. For thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than how many sons? Had bore him. That was what they said about it. So, Ruth had love. It was love that drove her from Moab to Judah. Love. The Christian life and race is built and anchored in love. Without it, you can't leave it. Run, go far, or succeed. Love is the ultimate and greatest. And greatest. You need love to navigate your way to victory in this 21st century of evil, racism, tribalism, favoritism, religious extremism, occultism, Buddhism, and gastarism. You need what? Love. There are a lot of people killing themselves. Young men in the university, they kill themselves. They call it fraternity. When you have love, you won't leave to, to kill a human being like you. Like what is going on in my country. They say they are serving God of peace and they are killing people. The God of peace doesn't kill people. He is God of love. For God so what? Love the world. What did he do? He gave. Love that will make you lift up your hand to hit your wife is no love. When you love your wife, you won't hit her. When you love your husband, you won't. Joe, you're going nowhere today. Are you going to die here today? No, you don't do that. Love will not allow you to hold him and strangle him. A young lady was sentenced to death recently in Nigeria. She killed her husband because the husband had something to do with another woman. In his bed, he went and stabbed him and killed him. And the government now sentenced him to death. And she's appealing against the judgment. My friend, love does not kill. Love does not harm. Now, in John chapter 3, 13, verse 34, I will round up now. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men, how many men? All men. Know that ye are my what? Disciples. If you love one to another. Do you hear that? To know that you are a child of God. Men see you as a lover. You love. Not evil, but good. This is why, this is why, you earnestly need love to triumph, prevail, and excel. First Corinthians chapter number 13, verse 6, the 13 says, Now abideth faith, hope, and love. Because they use the word, the English word, they don't have many words. The Greek word, they have philio, they have eros, they have agape, but it will say charity. He said, and the greatest among these three is what? Love. The greatest. Not faith. Because when we get to heaven, we don't need faith, we don't need hope. We need love. It's love that will still continue there. The greatest is love. Do you love? Sinners around you, do you love them? I remember many years ago, I used to go to the prisons when I was a, a young pastor. Many, many years ago, about 40 something years ago. We used to go to the prisons to preach to the inmates. You know, a lot of people, they just think, this people, you don't need them. My friend, you need them. They need their human beings. It's just that they find themselves on the other side of the law. Love them. There are some who were ex-convicts who are now doing exploits in the kingdom of God. 
we go there and begin to preach the gospel to the people. One day, I was a sapler many years ago. And this taxi driver, I worried that I was going somewhere. And then when I arrived at my destination, I said, how much do I pay? He said, sir, you don't need to pay anything. I said, what? He said, you don't know me. I said, no, I don't know you. He said, many years ago, when I was in prison in Benin City, you used to come, and you come with your accordion, and you begin to sing. You preach to us, and I'm out of prison. I'm now a child of God. Therefore, you have no bill to pay. The bill has been paid. It's called what? L-O-V-E, love. Love is the greatest. Ladies and gentlemen, do you love? Do you love your spouse? I've seen some, they go on honeymoon only for them to separate in honeymoon. Love disappeared. Love just disappeared within hours. There was one wedding some years ago back in Lagos. They wedded one month. It was over. How many months? One. I don't like him anymore. We are incompatible. And we, you see, we have irreconcilable. What do you mean irreconcilable? How irreconcilable is it? You see, all the time, we don't want to. You are saying she, she, she. All the time, it's you that is the one. It's not even she, it's you. When you look at yourself, you discover that you are the one that needs to really correct your ways and live for God. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to pray with you today. That God will keep you. That love will remain. Love for one another. Love for your spouse. Love for brothers and sisters. Love for friends. Love for your neighbor. Don't hate. Because love is what? The greatest. Don't just love because you want to benefit. Love because you want to give. Don't love just because it favors you. No. If it favors you, that's why you are loving, then it's wrong. Agape love is not because of what you will get from it, but because you are a child of God. By this shall all men know that what? You are my what? Disciple. Shall we rise up? Thank you. Do you know that song, Amazing Grace? Sing it for us, please. Amazing grace. Oh, yes. How sweet the sound that Oh, yes, thank you, Jesus. I was, was lost, but now heaven was lost, but, but now, now I see. Plus grace. going through challenges in your marriage. Love has escaped through the window. You can begin to come together today. Love forgives. Love does not begin to remember. Remember, the Bible said, love covereth multitude of sins. 
So if you're here today, there is friction in your relationship. You need love. If you're here today, there is disunity in your family. And a father and son, son, father, mother and daughter, love is what you need. Love can bring about harmony. Love can bring about unity. And if you're here today, you have been cheating, you have been lying, you have been deceiving, you need love. So if you hear, say, man of God, pray with me that God will restore me, that God will make me live in peace and harmony. I will do that. If you're here, let me see your hands and I will pray with you. If you have a solid relationship, the Lord can bring love. It's love you need. Love overlook. Love does not begin to emphasize. Love de-emphasize the weakness and emphasize the good qualities. Anyone? I see the hand raised up. I'm going to pray with you right away. Wherever you are, you don't need to come out, but I will agree with you. God can heal any situation. God can turn around any situation. God can bring about joy and harmony back to your life again. Those things that the enemy has stolen, the Lord can restore. Say, dear Lord, I come before you today. Lord, I surrender unto you anything that is not yours. Every pride, every pride, every self-centeredness, I let it go today. Father, Lord, heal my hatred, heal my bitterness, heal my unforgiveness, and grant me a new heart. Your word says, you will take away the stony heart and give me a heart of flesh. Thank you, Father. Make me a true child of yours. Let there be peace in my family. Let there be harmony in my relationship. I thank you, Father. I believe it is done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this one that I've said that prayer. Heal them. Bring harmony. Reconcile them. Love covered multitude of sin. Let it be well with them that they will live a life of victory. Love it, Father, I thank you for bringing healings, for bringing reunity, reuniting them, bringing harmony, reconciliation. It is well. In Jesus' name we pray. Before I give the microphone to Dr. John, I mean Dr. Goodluck, is anyone that need prayer for your body? You have need for your body. You need healings in your body. You need healing in your family. You want prayer? I'll pray with you. The Bible says, pray. Whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe you receive answer. I believe in the potency and the efficacy of prayer. Is anyone that need prayer for healing, for body, for spirit, or whatever? Let me see your hands. I'll pray with you. Anyone? All right. Lay your hands. If it's something you can lay your hands on, lay your hands on your body. God can touch you. I don't need to touch you. He can touch you. He's the healer. I'm not a healer. I'm just a messenger. Heavenly Father, by the authority in your word, your word declares that by your stripes we were healed. Therefore, today, from the crown of their heads to the sole of their feet, I bring total restoration, healings to their body. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever sickness or pain or disease you have in your body, in the bones, in the veins, in the heart. Whatever names you go by, 
cancer, arthritis, tumor, whatever name you go by, the name of Jesus is superior. I command you to leave that body now. You do not have room in that body because that is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, leave right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Be made whole. In the name of Jesus Christ. Be set free. For if the Son shall set you free, you are freed now. Receive your miracle. It is done. In Jesus' name. Come on, give him praise in the house. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, join me to welcome to the podium God's servant, Dr. Goodluck Okojebo. 